Welcome to the Human Experience Podcast, the only podcast designed to fuse your left and right brain hemispheres and feed it the most entertaining and mentally engaging topics on the planet. As we approach our ascent, please make sure your frontal, temporal and occipital lobes are in their full upright position. As you take your seat of consciousness, relax your senses and allow us to take you on a journey. We are the Intimate Strangers. Thank you for listening. Got Lance Ferguson of Skywatch Astrology in the studio. Lance, how's it going, man? Welcome to the Human Experience. Hey, thank you, guys. Appreciate you bringing me on. Not a problem, man. Um, so, you know, I I know a little bit about astrology. I'm just curious if you could just kind of break down briefly what what is astrology. Good. All right. Basically, what your astrology birth chart is is a picture of the sky. At the time, date, you were born. And what it does is it shows us what planets are in what signs. And everybody's got a chart like a fingerprint. And it's got, it's like in your chart, yes, you're a Virgo, but you have the moon in Scorpio. Well, that tells me something else. So each little part of the chart gives us an idea about the part of our um, personality, um, our talents and gifts, and some of the things that piss us off, you know. So the chart is kind of like a record of, of kind of like our soul in a way. And definitely everyone always has more good things in their chart than they think. Hmm. So, so there are these astrological alignments at the moment of my birth, uh -huh. and these alignments influence my life. Is that they tell us? They tell us that you're either an eagle or a fish. Ah, they tell us your nature. They don't tell us whether you're going to be good as a swimmer or a flyer. But some people are better as a fisherman, some people are better as eagles. The chart will show that. It will show your gifts, your talents, what you choose to do with it. That's up to you. Hmm. So the astrology chart just says, hey, man, you, you'd be a great horseback rider. But if you never want to get on a horse, well, that's not, not going to happen. It's very helpful. I was really in a bad place in my life in 1975. And, and I got my chart read. And it was like that she was telling me things about myself, abilities I had, that I would kind of thought about but never tried. And it really helped me realize, hey, I've got more talents than I thought. And when I do readings for people, that's what I see, is that more people, most people have more gifts than they use. Hmm. And astrology will take me right there to them. So from what mm. I from what I understand, there are four elements: uh, earth, water, mm -hmm. air, fire, mm -hmm. and wow. so each each sign has an element that's associated with it. That's correct. And like you're an earth sign, Virgo, right? Taurus um, and Capricorn are the other. You may notice you get along better with the earth signs. When people ask about compatibility, well, earth signs are all practical, grounded. You have earth, so. A Virgo is Earth, so Taurus and Capricorn get along with you real easily. Water signs, Cancer, Pisces, Scorpio, they all talk the same emotional language. They get along. Aries, Libra, Aquarius, they're all air signs. Talkers, they get along. Fire signs, Aries, Leo, Sag, yeah, let's go do it. They all get along. So there is the idea of, yes, that each sign has an element to it. <clears throat> and knowing it, like you're you're a Virgo, you're Earth, you're grounded. We can tell you a lot about you too. <clears throat> Pardon me. Every part, every sign rules a part of your body. Virgo rules your lower back. You have lower back problems? Yeah, a bit. All right, all right. Virgo is rules your upper intestines, which means you're very sensitive to what you eat. Not all signs are like that. And the thing about the chart is. What's good to see is nobody's alike. We're all a little different. So, and, and that's fine. But if you realize people are different, you have different tastes, different feelings. You have a lot of gifts in your chart that suggest um, other lifetimes. That's another thing about astrology. We tend to think in certain ways that you get gifts from other lifetimes, that there's reincarnation. That's one of the theories. I'm part of astrology. Not everybody agrees. And um, you had the chart, for instance, of somebody who was a prophet or a teacher. 
in your past lifetimes. Huh. You have a very good charge for being a professor. Cool. Interesting. So over over at Skywatch, you guys have a sort of daily blast of, what is it, a daily transit? Is that what it's called? Yeah. The thing is, when you look at the newspaper astrology, it's about your sun. There are 10 planets in your chart. The sun is one. So the astrology in the newspaper doesn't do anything. What Skywatch is, is what's the astrology of the day? Is it a full moon? Is it a new moon? Are the planets happy? Like right now, up in the sky, the planet of rebellion and the planet of death are locked up like this. It happens once in 120 years. Look at the news. Hmm. People are telling each other right and left. This wasn't the case four years ago. That wasn't. And, and the idea of sky watching, it's literally very simple. For thousands of years, astrologers have watched up in the sky, watched the patterns, and they look on the earth and see what happens. For instance, when the moon meets Venus up in the sky, everybody's happy. They want bonbons and chocolate. They want to make love. When the moon meets Mars in the sky, put a moon. Put a moon. Mars is a fighter. So it's really been a process of, and Skywatch will help you every day, knowing like certain days things are really squirrely. It didn't you. It's in the sky. Everybody's going through it. You'll see it in the stock market. And so every morning you can go to Skywatch and go, okay, there's a real good astrological pair of planets in the morning, and there's a real quacky, I call them quacks, in the afternoon. Watch what happens. And you'll see that moods change. So Skywatch is kind of a recording of the daily energy of the sky that we all live in. Very interesting. So, so then, so there are certain alignments that, are beneficial and others that are kind of negate experience. Um, what, what do you, what do you have that like, do you, so you do notice world events that correspond with certain astrological alignments. Is that what you're saying? Yes. In other words, when there's violence in the sky and the sky watch, Mars is the planet of violence. So when he's conflicting with other planets, we watch down on the earth and all of a sudden, you know, the violence level goes up. You can't predict everything, but you can see the energy of the day, the mood. And, and, and when there are stress days, the people that are on the edge, so to speak, are the ones that break. Um, but every day, just seeing there's a cycle of rhythm of energy, and you'll see it in Skywatch. I've been writing it for 26 years. All professional astrologers look at the Skywatch because we, without, without this, this is your chart. Without this, which is really complicated, I can't tell you what's going to happen to you or help you. But with the Skywatch, I can. I can say, hey, oh, yeah, there's a good day on Friday to do something. Go for, go for it. And I'll say on Saturday, there's real trouble in the sky on Saturday or on one of the days. Watch what happens. Your car didn't start. Your neighbors are cranky. And if, if you read it every day, you'll see it, it unfold in life. So what you're looking at is a chart of where the stars and the planets were at the time of my birth, and then you're aligning it to the sky watches are two separate things, correct? There's, there's this, the sky watch, which is what's happening on a daily kind of basis, like the transits and the moon is, is trying <coughs> Uranus yeah, or something. Yeah. <coughs> and then, and then there's your natal chart, right? Yes. Okay. So, so through the natal chart, we can we can find out more about who a person is, what their likes, dislikes are, what they might be good mm -hmm. at, what they kind of aren't mm -hmm. good at. Uh, so their personality traits. Mm -hmm. So so then the Skywatch is a separate thing. So the Skywatch yes. is a sort of daily kind of blast of what's happening on a daily basis, right? Yes. Yes. And it and it's it, also about the cycles we go through. Okay. In other words, we see things in the Skywatch that last occurred in 1930. Well, that's when all the dictators came to power. Well, what's happening now? You know? And so by watching patterns, and I know they sound complicated to you all, but to astrologers, we just watch patterns of the planets, the angles they make, the signs they go through, and the cycles keep repeating themselves. And so by watching, oh, when this last happened, people were violent. We can't say who and where, but we know there's that energy flying through the sky. So what are some of the patterns that you've noticed? 
lately? Um, we're all in a pattern of it's time to let go of things that poison us. Ah, to think about that. In other words, the planet of change up in the sky, Uranus, is in an angle, a 90 degree, which means it's challenging. Pluto, the planet of death and extremism. So to, for an astrologer, it says, hey, it's time for all of us to clean up our act, whether it's the garage, whether it's our phone book, whether it's our diet. And if you don't, um, well, things will, you know, get out of control. And it, this is a time when people that have lost their minds <laughs> go up crazy, you know, shoot people. Hmm. This has been going on for three years. Fortunately, it'll start to end next year. And other things will occur. Next year, there's things in the sky, the planet of good luck, will line up with the planet of change and the planet of healing next year. These are rare occurrences. They suggest a time when things go better for you. When the, when the, you know, sometimes you invest a dollar in healing and you get a nickel back. Well, I'm going to show you, there's times up ahead, you invest a nickel in healing, you get a dollar back. There are better times to do things. And that's what Skywatch is about, a cycles of time. Okay. You know, I, follow it. Sorry, yeah. sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to ask, I was going to say uh, that, you know, I, t I talk to my friends sometimes and they mention Mercury being retrograde and yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear that one a lot. So uh -huh. I'm just, I'm kind of curious to what that means exactly. <clears throat> in other words, what happens is three times a year as the Earth in its orbit swings by it appears up in the sky that Mercury goes backwards for three weeks. Mercury is the planet that rules details, communications, the winds. When a planet looks to be going backwards, the details are wrong. Schedules change. The winds change. There'll be one starting uh, January 21. It'll be the next one. It'll go to February 11th. It happens three times a year. It's a good time to go back and review things and to look at what you're doing but it'll be a time of confusion, delays, yeah, Mercury retrograde. I'll explain it on the Skywatch every, when it comes around, if you bring it up, you'll see it. So, so then, so Venus being the planet of love, I guess, right? Is that what that is? Uh -huh. And yeah. so, so Venus, when it's in the sky and is, is there a special alignment for kind of love? Is that, does that happen often? Um, it's going to happen big time in 215. Yes, when the planet of love meets Mars, the planet of sex, hello, baby. <laughs> it's going to happen three times next year. Well, the thing is, we look at Venus, she's going to meet the planet of good luck up in the sky next year three times. Generally, this will be days when jackpots will be hit in Vegas, when everybody will be like, ooh, I'm feeling really good. I want to buy something. And so by watching, yeah, Venus is sweet. And next year, Venus will go retrograde like Mercury. Mm. And for 40 days, people will fall in love with the wrong people. Wow. Oh, dear. I know. I know. So what is it happens every other year. I know. So wait, when exactly does that happen? Just so I can write that down. Uh, let's see. That I'll have to show you the thing. I want to say August through early September. I have to go look at the book. I was reading, I was reading this article. Um, it's the title is Millionaires Don't Have Astrologers, Billionaires Do. And it talks about how JP Morgan was scheduled to be on the Titanic and pulled out at the last minute because his, his astrologer told him not to. So do you find do you find that some of your clients are on the higher end of things and I mean do you notice that these people who have money are making dis like big business decisions based on what they read at Skywatch? Yes. One of my clients was a friend of Reagan's, President Reagan, and she saw Reagan use an astrologer to keep him upright when he was having bad days. And most of my clients are wealthy. P rich people do use it. They get the charts. For instance, if you've got a lawyer, get his chart. Is he, is he on a good roll? Now, we haven't talked about timing in our life. Once I have your chart, then I can say, well, gee, Javier, next year the planet of good luck is going to be in Virgo. So next year, you're going to, I mean, there's more happening, but your chart's going to go happy. If you were my lawyer next year, I would bank on you. See, and so, and she'll get the chart, the woman, is one couple of women, actually, 
they'll get the chart of their lawyers, their husband, their boyfriends, what cycles are they going through, and even to find out if they like them. You can tell from charts if people are sort of compatible or sort of angry. So, um, yeah, you'd be surprised. I guess the, the client I can talk about, I can't tell you about most of them, the Georgia Frontieri I can tell you about. She used to own the Rams. She was a client of mine for 18 years. And she's the one who was next to Reagan. And she saw how astrology was used. She was a super Scorpio. She was a dear woman. And so the next 18 years, the last 18 years of her life, I helped her with timing, buying, selling real estate, moving the team. Wow. So there are there are yeah. auspicious days and, and there are specific just moments. I mean, that's that's kind of what astrology is, sort of the math behind creating this sort of timing for making good decisions. Yes, there are better times. There are better times in the sky, but each, and each of us has our better times too. Doing your own personal chart takes a lot of work, and that's why we charge for it. The Skywatch, I'll give to you for free if you want to watch it every day, um, but it does make a difference. There are better days than others, and if you just watch it every day, you'll get the drift of it. And I will say this. Astrology is not for everybody. I don't believe there's one size fits all. Some people don't get it. It doesn't make them happy. It doesn't help them. To me, astrology is something that helps me understand me when I see my chart and I go, oh, I'm an old Taurus. I'm real stubborn. That's true. That's who I am. That's who I am. Um, you're a Virgo. You're picky. I'll tell you what, you're really critical about things. You can be very picky. That's who you are. When people say, are we compatible? I don't know. Do you want to be with somebody who's picky? You can be picky too. And not only that, what if he picks what you like? Oh, I never thought of that, see? And a Taurus, some people like stubborn old people who don't change much. So every sign has its own gifts and its own weaknesses. And so what we try and do is, if I make you aware of, God, you've got all these gifts over here, it'll help you get away from worrying about the things you can't control and the things you don't want. You know, there's, there's a, have you something, have you heard of something called the four effect? Uh, I just want to play devil's advocate just for a second here. It's, uh, it's, it's also called the Burnham, Barnum effect, the PT Barnum effect. It basically just says that when you assign vague, vague interpretations, if you keep things vague enough that they kind of fit for everyone. Like, um, mm -hmm. you have a need for people to like and admire you. You have a tendency to be critical of yourself. I mean, that's pretty much anyone. So, I mean, what do you, what is your response to that? Um, if you really get into your chart, it's very particular. I can get much more particular with you. Um, I'm just opening the door. Um, if you ever get a reading from a real astrologer, let me put it this way. I've done probably 5,000. Nobody has ever sent one back. Nobody. The only crack I ever had was one woman said, this isn't me. And her daughter came in and said, yeah, it is. She didn't want to claim it. So if you get a real reading from astrologer, I'll bet a hundred bucks. It hits you right between the eyes and talks about who you really are. Um, and I do readings and never meet the people. I, I get their chart like this. I never talk to them. I never see them. Sit down and record a one-hour cassette when our CD and tell them about their life and timings, they come back a year later and go, it was right on. Not me. I'm not trying to claim fame. It's really astrology it is a real subject, but it's complicated. And that's what it's hard for most people to understand. Okay. Um, so what are, what are some of the different types of astrology? I know there's Vedic astrology and, and you're, so you're yes, Chinese astrology. Right. Uh -huh. So it's kind of, yeah. Could you, yeah. It's kind of like tools, you know, some tools are metric, some are American. They're totally different things. There's French, there's English. Vedic astrology is totally different from standard American astrology or the other kind of astrology we see. Okay. So, so different what are, what are some of the things that you use in a natal chart? What is something that comes out to you right away? What is something that you look at first? Um, patterns. Um, huh, what do I look at first? There's so much there. Like in your chart, what I realized is 
Virgos are very shy, kind, easygoing people. But the, another part of your chart is Scorpio, and Scorpio kicks ass. And there's a part of you deep inside that is like, I hope to be your friend because I don't want to be your enemy. I know a lot about you from that regard. You have very sensitive feelings. You don't like to talk about them a lot. And when you really get bored into something, you get into it. Not everybody's like that. See, one of the problems is you think, well, everybody's picky. No. No. <laughs> no. If you understand yourself better, then in relief you realize, hey, I'm smarter than that. I'm, I'm, my pickiness leads me to make good decisions. Um, but not everybody is like everybody else. That's the whole thing with compatibility. Is people realize, hey, you're really different than me. Yep. Do you wanna, and do you want to agree with it or not? It's very helpful for understanding pain, like things that happened to you in childhood and, and subconscious programming. Hmm. Could you could you tell us more about that? Understanding ourselves. How does <laughs> you know looking at planetary alignments in our natal chart and looking at the sky watch? Um, how does how would someone go about understanding themselves more? Because for one thing. There have been all these writers, and I have a library full of books, who have watched every part person who has planets in their chart. And so they've written detailed accounts of what it means when you have these placements. Huh. Um, <clears throat> like in your chart, what it says is you have a very unusual father. He's very good, but yet he wasn't there. Is that the truth? Yeah. That's spot on. Your mother, your mother was the power. And she was unusual. She was liberal, might even say crazy. <laughs> she was one of a kind. I, huh? I love true? my mom. She's not crazy. I know. Uh, no. no, yeah, that's, that's Since, right on. Yeah. yeah. See, okay, these are the beginnings. One thing is you can see kind of like the family input into you. And, and it's interesting. Your son, okay, I'm a Virgo. This is my son. On one side of your sun sits Jupiter, good luck. On the other side of your sun sits Saturn. I'm worried. So here you are, caught between optimism, conservatism, huh? Hmm. Part of you, yeah. Yeah. See, I know. That's phenomenal. I, <laughs> I, I want to know more. I mean, I, I don't want to make this show just about me, but this is really well, that's interesting. That's why I wanted your time and place, so I, I'd give you a full-on reading. I'd be glad to. Your planet of love is in Leo. What's that mean? You're loyal. You're real romantic. You like romantic things. Not everybody does. There are a lot of people who are not romantic at all. Okay. And a lot of people are not loyal. You're loyal, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, and you think everybody's that way. They're not. Right. They're not. And so the, the chart tells us kind of like you're, okay, you have Mercury and Libra, which means at times you have trouble making decisions. In other words, your planet, everybody's got a planet of thinking. What sign is yours in? The scales. Well, Javier, what do you want to do? Well, I could do this. I could do that. Huh? I could do this. Could do that. Okay. Well, um, interesting. That's okay. Interesting. Now, what I would tell you with that is go talk to your friend and listen to yourself and you'll know what you think. Right. Because you have to use the words. I know, I know. There's all kinds of information here. It's like, I, the way I learned astrology, I just got all the books. I have 200 of them in the library. And nobody knows it all. That's the thing. Astrology is a symbolic language. It's like looking at Picasso's Guernica. 50 people will have 50 different ideas of what's in that thing. But they'll all be right. Same thing with your chart. Each astrologer has his own way of looking at it and interpreting it. But basically, they're going to tell you the same thing. So... I'd love to be your child. Why does why does the time and place of where you're born affect readings so much? Is it because there is a planetary energy kind of happening? No, because we want to know exactly where the planets were at the time and place. Right, right. So it's time. That's what the computer's good for. So at the time and place you're born, we took a camera and click, and we already know the zodiac is a circle. And we just look and watch where the planets are on the circle. Interesting. The time tells us your rising sign, your ascendant. 
See, I don't know that for you because I don't know. Do you know what your birth time is? Uh, I think it was around 6 p.m. You need to know exactly. You need to look on your birth certificate to do this. If your birthday, if your birth time is 6 p.m., that would tend to say your rising sign is Pisces, which would mean you have very sensitive feet and have a thing about shoes. You only wear one or two pair. Do you have a lot of thing about shoes? Wow, feet? that's mind-blowing. I don't like wearing shoes. I wear sandals pretty much all the time. Yeah, now you have sensitive feet. <laughs> if I was, yeah, I know, I know. See, little, and health things. Astrology can tell you the weak side of your your system and stuff like that. Like, you're fairly sensitive to poisons, chemicals, bad drugs. You're somebody I'd go totally homeopathic, herbs, try that all first before I'd ever let you go to the doctor and take hard drugs. You know what I mean? Are you hip to that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's spot on. So, so what yeah. are what are some of the other things that we can use? I mean, there's there's a rising sign. Can you tell us more? Can you go into more of the specifics of how you do a reading? Um, how do I do a reading? <clears throat> Sit down. Basically, I, you know, see where all the planets are. Sometimes there are connections that I go to the books and see what other authors say, and then I usually go out and drive the back roads. And let the brains think about it. And about a day or two later, I come in and sit down and record a CD and tell people this is what's in your chart. Takes me a little while to let. There's so much complicated, and I'm trying to. Sit, I'm a Taurus. I'm trying to make it simple for you so that it isn't complicated. It takes me a little while to think through it, but I've been doing charts for, since '79. How did you? How did you move into doing this? I was about ready to commit suicide. This woman read my chart. And it blew my mind, and I realized, okay, I have other things to do in the world. I got her books, started studying. Four years later, I was a television man in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I quit and dropped out and started being an astrologer. It just it came to me. It was like, this is what I should do. Are there specific elements that go well together? Give us the breakdown. Well, basically, we were going through that before. Earth signs all are practical, grounded. They're talking real world. So Virgo, Taurus, Capricorn. Water signs are all emotional. It's like they want to cry at movies. They want let their emotions out. Well, other emotional signs, Cancer, Pisces, Scorpio, they agree. They agree. And notice who your friends are. Who's your best friend? Do you know? Do you know his birthdays? Um, Do you know anybody's birthday? What was your mother's birthday? My mom's birthday is March 4th. She's a Pisces. She's real sweet. She's got a real goodness about her. Pisces is Tinkerbell. She has the thing about shoes, too. That's where you get it. It's from her. Pisces are real imaginative, creative, dancers. They also sometimes can be victims. Okay. So there's, there's also a sun and a moon sign, right? So what is, yes. how does the sun sign the affect mm-hmm. who a person is? The sun is your ego. The sun is who you are. I'm a Taurus. I'm a truck. The moon is who's inside, who's driving it. The moon is your emotions, your feelings, very important. It's, it's like maybe the moon is even more important than the sun. But the sun is your ego. What really turns you on? Like as a Virgo, what turns you on is analysis. You're ruled by Mercury. You're ruled by thinking. So you're always going to be thinking, moving things around. Your brain is cooking. Um, other signs like water signs. They're feeling all the time. It's like, oh, they have all these emotions. They watch TV and they're crying. They have emotions. So basically, if you're air, you're compatible with air signs. Gemini, Libra, Aquarius, fire signs are compatible. There's a, you know, astrology uses a heliocentric model of kind of interpretation, which means that the sun is the center and all the planets. Is there, is are there constellations that affect readings as well? Or... No, it's just no. using the planets just to the planets. Read. Well, yeah, there, there is the, the stars back there have a strange effect, but basically we're dealing with the planets in our solar system. This is us. And even Pluto, we call Pluto a planet too, by the way. So do you, do you yourself, do you believe in destiny or do you feel that we have free will and we're able to make these choices? It seems like using astrology it kind of tells me who i am but how how does it how does 
which planets are in the sky when I'm born affect my life? Like, how does that an imprint work? Um, it's like if you're born, well, it's, it's like you're being born an eagle. If you're born an eagle, will you fly? It's up to the eagle. As a Virgo, your, your chart says you're going to analyze things. You could analyze betting schedules. You could be a veterinarian or an or a, um, architect, analyze other things. The chart just says you have gifts. This is your nature. Okay, It's your nature to think about things a lot. Not so with a lot of other people. That's, again, where everybody thinks who they are is what everybody else is. Uh-uh. No. So the chart says... Okay, you were born uh, a fast runner, you can catch a baseball, you're really good in French, you don't have to do any of those things. But everybody's got gifts. And if you're aware of them, usually what I find is people go right to them and go, God, I've been looking for this all my life, to do what I'm good at. So you help people do that. You help find what yep. what people are good at, and then you and that's what your mm-hmm. readings do. That's part of it. And also, these are the things that stop you. It may be a fear. It may be um, you're afraid of things. All kinds of things are blocks. And astrology lets us see into the psychological side. Just like I was telling about your family, I can go way into that. Um, yeah, so it's, it's a reading from the outside that lets you know your strengths, your weaknesses, and says, do what you want to do. It's free will all hmm. the way. Interesting. So um, let's, let's go back to you know how your day-to-day works um so you you get a you get a person's time and place and of birth and you get you get their kind of chart and you 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 is there the interpretive quality is there a intuitive kind of feeling that you get towards your readings or is it all based on math and alignments and it starts out all based on logic and based on when you have a moon in Scorpio, there are, they've been watching this placement that's in your chart for 2000 years. And every time they've seen this, they've written down what it means. So I go into the books and I go, what does this mean? And it tells me a ton of things. After you've done 20 years of reading, you get another, you get um, a little more vibey stuff. And your instinct kicks in a little bit more than the logic. But basically, no, it's logical. It's like, if you have this in your chart, I go to the book, open it up, and it says, well, when one, one million people have had this, and this is what they all did. There we go. And it's it, both sides. Your moon is Scorpio. You could be the best friend somebody ever had. And when you get angry at somebody, look out, you know? That's who you are. Now, what you choose to do with it? Are there... Are there aspects to rare readings? Something that you find incredibly rare in a in a chart that you haven't ever seen before? Yes. Can you describe that? Um, oh, like the chart of Apple Computer. It's great. Oh, you can do charts. Chart. You can do charts on companies as well. And animals, and horses, and anything that starts. Buying a house, buying a car, getting married, buying stock. Yeah. Anything that is born has a chart. The chart is a symbolic picture of the energy involved at that moment. <clears throat> so sometimes you see a chart, and this is what's interesting. It's all lucky. All good things, they're in jail. My students used to ask me, well, do I have a good chart? What I saw was people who had the luckiest charts usually were in jail. The people with the hardest charts, with hard things in them, stress, they were some of the most successful. So, see, you can't pick out what people are going to do with their energy. It's all up to them. But you definitely can see that some people have a harder row than others. And some people have got it easy. Hmm. Very interesting. Very interesting. Um, so, you know, I'm looking at the Skywatch website right now. It says that the moon is in Scorpio and it makes one stop during the workday. Its rendezvous is realistic and sometimes cruel Saturn. How, how do you guys uh-huh. kind of assemble this stuff? Like, uh, can you go into the meanings of what, what, what is the void of course? What does that mean? 
That means the moon is the, is the thing that rules your instincts. There are certain times when it is disconnected from other planets, and it's just walking around. She's walking around stoned in the bar and doesn't know what she's doing. During that time, your instincts won't be very good. You'll be like, I don't know what I think. I don't know what I feel. It happens every now and then, every two or three days. Sometimes it's long. Sometimes it's short. It's just one of the other factors that's in the Skywatch. Um, each of the planets, he has a personality. The sun is the king. The moon is mama. Mercury is the communicator. Venus is the lover. Mars is the warrior. Jupiter is the philosopher. Saturn is the builder. Uranus is the rebel. Neptune is the spiritual. And Pluto is the killer. So each, each planet has a personality that allows us to talk about them. So, so there are 12, 12 houses, and each, each house mm-hmm. is another aspect of a person's chart. Yeah. So each house can yes. determine... Can you tell us more about the houses? Sure. There's 12 pieces of pie. Those are the houses. Each house is a part of your life. The first house is your personality. The second, your money. The third, your brothers and sisters. If you have the planet of war, Mars, in the third house, you probably argue with your brothers and sisters. So the houses tell us where this energy first comes out in your life. Like in your chart, I see love in the house of friends. So I have a feeling that you have really good friendships, and the friends are really maybe more important to you than your family. Hmm. Yeah, hmm. that's partially true. I mean, I... I, I kind, it kind uh, of. Okay, that's all right. Then, you know, well, the thing with astrology is I'm not trying to tell you who you are. I'm trying to say this is your leaning. This is your gift. This is your instincts. You may not like them for reasons. You may. But just to know what it is. So the houses are pieces of your life. Like the seventh house is the house of partnerships. Well, if you have Neptune in there, the planet of confusion... Guess what happens in life? You're kind of confused about who's your partner. If you have the planet Jupiter in there, oh, you marry somebody who's rich. If you have the moon in there, you marry somebody who mothers you. Moon is mother. See what I mean? The houses give us direction where the energy in your life goes to. Hmm. I know. Planets, signs, houses. There are 34 basic facts in astrology. I've taught it for a long time. You have to learn those 34 things before you can even begin to study astrology. And that's what usually stops me. Okay. Um, what what else can you tell us about? I mean, teach us. Like, show us show us how to, yeah. Um, <clears throat> if you've never had your chart done, it's a good idea. You can go on the web even and get free where they'll do it. Get your birth time, though, for sure to get your birth time. Accurate because it makes a difference. It helps us accurately know exactly where your planets are. If you're ready to make a big move or a big thing in your life, timing is what I really am the specialist in. And that's really what I do with the people who have all the money. Is they want to know what time to travel, what time to buy and sell. Does it say they'll be successful? No. It just says, if you've got a song to sing, here's the day to sing it. Okay? And that's what astrology is good at is Understanding your cycles, what you're going through now, what's ahead of you, so you can plan for it, and understanding where your strengths and weaknesses are. Yeah, I was just saying, okay, in your chart, you've had a real kind of heavy Saturn transit or timing in your life over this last year. Heavier than usual. Could have been the death of people, could have been sickness, but you've come through an unusually difficult couple of years would you say that's true okay it's going to go away um and i could say to you well next year all kinds of good things are going to happen and and there's different cycles moving all the time but it's that kind of an idea is and now i can say you can say to you hey it's not your fault it was just a cycle you went through there was something to learn from it not easily but you did but it passes and I think that's one of the greatest gifts of astrology is you'll go through hard times, but they'll come and they'll go. You'll go through confusing times in your life at times. Astrology is real good at pointing that out and saying, okay, things are a little squirrely right now. But it's not forever, and it's trying to teach you something, 
And when it's gone, it'll be gone. I tend to look at my horoscope when I'm having a bad day. Like, you know, I, I usually uh, look okay. at my horoscope and, you know, just to confirm or try to figure out, like, why, why am I having such a shitty day today? And so, yeah. you know, I, I'm wondering, you know, there's, there, there does seem to be an aspect of, okay, there, there's an alignment here. So this, this makes sense. Like, this is who I am. And, you know, we have your Skywatch, which tells you what's going on. So it tells you kind of the mood of, of things. But, and and so what I'm getting is, you know, it's more about understanding yourself, making and giving yourself enough information to make the right choices, right? Yes. And like, if you're a salesman, this is real, really, there are days when people will want to say yes much more than no. And there are days when people will say no and no and no, even if you're trying to give it away. And if you and the only way I can prove this to you is read the sky, watch every day, and watch what happens. Moods change, particularly if you have children; they act out. But particularly if you deal with the public, because sky watch really is the mood of the herd. It's the mood of what's going on on the streets. And so it's helpful at least to know: okay, there's a real dangerous day coming, car wreck city. Take it easy. Not saying don't drive your car. Just be aware that the possibility for trouble grows up on certain days like a biorhythm and goes down on certain days too. Hmm. What are what are some of the other things that you guys are doing over at Skywatch that makes your website different from some of the other places that do readings? I, I publish two things. One is the Skywatch, which is the day-to-day thing. And then I also publish a date book that talks about the best days of the entire year. So if you said, oh, I want to take a vacation in the summer, this date book would tell you the best days, when the Mercury retrogrades are, when the Venus retrogrades are, so that you could avoid that. And so it gives you kind of a planner. Okay, here are the good days. Go to the bed on that day. For instance, don't go to the doctor on bad days, <laughs> on quack days. They're not there. That, that's the thing of the Skywatch. Because it's the mood of the world, when there's good days, call everybody. Go see people. Good energy's on the streets. When there's a quack day, quack, 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 quack. No. That's when people are in a bad mood. The nurse is gone. The doctor's late. You don't see him right. And things are much more difficult. I know it sounds so far-fetched, but if you watch it, you'll see it. It's true. There is a high and a low. Highs and lows. Some days are real mellow. Some days are not. Hmm. Interesting. So I'm, you know, I'm looking at looking at the date book here that you're mentioning, and it does, huh? you know, it does go into these sort of operating instruct instructions for how to deal with, um, you know, the the year that's coming up. What what else do you have to say to people about what we can do to kind of improve our lives and and really understand ourselves. Oh. <laughs> You're going down deep now, buddy. That's the moon in Scorpio. There are many kinds of healing, and we all need some of it, particularly with you've gone through any kind of childhood trauma. Um, astrology is one kind. Hypnotherapy really helped me. And I, I am for all different kinds of therapy. Some work for some people, some for others. Hypnotherapy was one of the best things I ever did during past life reading, where I walked down the steps and there I was teaching astrology in Egypt and was like, no wonder, no wonder I get all this stuff. It made total sense to me. Um, but trying to know, understand yourself and what you were programmed to do, you know, that's the thing, because we're all programmed in a way. And the chart gives us a pretty good idea of the pieces and helps us kind of understand ourselves there's nothing wrong with the programming. It's the only thing that's wrong with it is we don't know what we're doing. We don't understand it. God doesn't make mistakes would be the line I would use. But you need to understand what your story is. Right. What's the difference between a kiss day and a quack day? All right. On a kiss day, the moon and Venus are talking to each other. Kiss. Moods are cool, even. On a quack day, the moon and Mars, fighting planet... They're, they're at angles to each other. 
Whenever planets are 90 degrees apart, at noon on the clock to 3 o'clock, that's a square. When planets are like this, they're against each other. They challenge each other. And there's an energy. It's like a fight on the school ground suddenly happens. Or all of a sudden you get a headache. You know, what is going on? That's a quack. That's what I call it. I'm simplifying instead of saying a square, semi-square. Instead of using all the astrological terms, I'm just saying a kiss, trine, sextile. These are good things. A quack, square, semi-square opposition. These are bad things. Or stressful. Not bad, but stressful. I'm trying to simplify it for everybody so you don't have to know astrology to be able to use it. So what, what's coming up for 2015 that you can kind of give us insight on? Um, there's going to be a lot. This idea of real, explosive, violent energy that we have now is going to continue through March. Not every day, not every week, but we're in a period of really difficult change. The second half of 2015 contains real positive connections between good luck and change, which means second half of 15 is a really good time to move, start a new job. And the planet of good luck will line up in harmony with Pluto, the planet of healing. This will be a very good time to start a diet and to change your health. It will be really positive for health stuff. So there's, there's a couple of real positive, and you say, well, how can this influence me? Well, you know, sometimes you start something and it works. And sometimes you start something, it doesn't. This will help you start things when it can work. So it's about organizing your life and and this this newsletter, yes. this blast that you have does that. So it, it gives you an idea of like what's happening with all these transits and squares and and mm -hmm. and gives you a timing and a sense of, of doing that. Yes. It's really timing. And what I say in the date book is open your calendar up and mark the days, K and Q, kiss whack. Okay, so now you say you got to go to the doctor, go on the kiss day. Go on the day when everything's harmonious. Um, when there's a quack day, try and not do anything, you know, try and stay cool. Don't go to the dentist. Um, and you'll notice the conflict in your life anyway. So what this is, it's a timing guide. And if you've got a whole year, then you say, well, you know, I want to take a vacation. So you look down there and you go, oh, look at this. Here's three weeks in a row. They're really good. Let's go then. Interesting. Lance, have you, have you noticed any correlation between sort of these, these esoteric events and, and what you're seeing on your, on your charts, such as like 9-11? Like what was, what was something that came up on, you know, these global worldwide days where, where everyone was kind of paying attention? Have you noticed any pattern there? Sometimes, sometimes not. On 9-11, it was a very good day to do anything. That's why they were successful. When I wrote the script that day, I said, it's a very good day to bake cookies. It's a very good day to be successful in something. Now, I, I don't have the chart of those sons of a gun. I don't have the chart, you know, of the earth. So I, I really can't do their astrology. But they hit on a day when something should work. The other things, like the violent thing that's going on now, yeah, that is these two planets, Uranus and Pluto, squaring each other. Last happened in 1930. Um, it indicates when it occurs, there's always been a period of social and economic turmoil on the Earth. As above, so below is the way we look at it. As we see conflict up there, we look down on the Earth and go, dang, these people are shooting each other. And when there's kisses up there, um, Apple computer's born. Oh, and there's kisses up there. A racehorse that wins is born. I know, I know. Really fabulous children have been born lately who are not like our parents or us at all. There's a whole new set of kids coming up who have the most amazing astrology, very different from us. They're going to have great talents and abilities way beyond anything we've got. Hmm. Can you tell us more about that? Um, it's just the cycles of the planet. Um, my granddaughter, she has the planet that rules the force, Pluto, in his home sign in her chart. This happens once in 250 years. She is the most incredible person with this willpower, this ability to do things. She's one of a whole group. 
all the kids born from 85 to 1994, 1985 to 1994, have this placement in a child. Some of them are killers because this is the sign Pluto rules death. They're going to be the killers, and they're also going to be the healers. Great, great value as they grow older and older. And so we do see certain, like, uh, generations. Like, I'm a boomer, Pluto and Leo. And then there's the next group that comes along with a whole set of planets that are different and then different and then different. And the kids now, they're really different than we were ever from our parents, way far. Do you notice a pattern changing in the type of people who are asking for readings? Get more open. Usually the Baptists, <laughs> I don't tell people what I do. A lot of people in the old days, um, real negative to me and astrology. But now I find more and more people being open and to say, well, let's see what it is. Huh. I find your work pretty intriguing, man. Um, is there anything else that you kind of want to get out there? We're, we're approaching the end here. No, um, other than... Want you to give me your dig up your birth time and your birthplace, send it on down, and let me do a one hour CD. I record everything on CD. I used to be a radio guy. Now let me just go around your mm. chart and show you the good things and the, the stuff that's in your chart um, to give you a taste of it. And um, everybody else, it's like it's, if you feel that you know you're different, you need to do things different. Astrology might be one way to really understand. Like if you feel like I'm just crazy, I've just got to go do something else. What's, what's going on with me? Astrology is one way to start. Also, strange medical things. Not all of them are seen, but there's a lot of um, information about medical stuff, parts of your body, um, and stress. You can't see death in a chart. I'll say that. People always want to know, can you see somebody dying now? What you can see is stress. You might put them in the hospital, but that means it's going to kill anybody. What's up, guys? We had to cut the episode a little bit short there, just the end, because of a copyright issue. So the last thing we were just finishing up was just the benefits of astrology and where to find Lance's work, which is skywatchastrology.com. So sorry about cutting you off there, but um, thank you guys so much for listening.